0: In spring 2021, reporter Brian Avelar launched an investigation that began in the depths of a grave dug by a serial killer and ended with the government forcing him and other journalists to flee El Salvador. Sonoro and Revista Factum present Humo, Murder and Silence in El Salvador, the story behind a country where the truth and its citizens' rights are buried under the weight of power. Señor Ministro. Where are Karen and Eduardo Guerrero? Where are my Listen to Umo, Murder and Silence in El Salvador, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of the Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book. Listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you wanna listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. There were two more murders 15 miles, miles away. described a by one investigator is reminiscent of a weird murder We have covered the pros and cons of the death penalty a number of times on this podcast. But where did it all begin? On August 6, 1890, a man was sent not to the gallows, but to the electric chair for the first time in history. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. William Francis Kemmler was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on May 9, 1860. He was raised by two alcoholics, and at just 10 years old, He dropped out of school to earn money for the family without having learned to read or write. He worked in his father's butcher shop until, after both parents died, he switched things up and became a peddler, earning enough money to buy a horse and cart and relocate to Buffalo, New York. Unfortunately, just like his parents, he became a heavy drinker and even became infamous for his drunken antics, like attempting to jump his horse and cart over an eight-foot fence. Everyone knew him, especially Buffalo's bartenders. It was after one of these binges on March 29, 1888, that he woke up and immediately got into a fight with his girlfriend, or common-law wife according to some sources. He accused her of stealing from him with plans to run off with another man. As the fight continued, William went out to the barn, grabbed a hatchet, and began striking Tilly until she was dead. Shocked and appalled by what he had just done, he ran to his neighbor's home and announced that he had just murdered someone. William accepted full responsibility for his actions, therefore the trial went quickly and without issue. He was convicted of first-degree murder on May 10th and, three days later, was sentenced to death. Except his death sentence was to be a little different than everyone else's. You see, just a few months before William committed his crime... New York instituted a first-of-its-kind law that allowed death by electrocution, and his execution was to be the first to take place in an electric chair in U.S. history. The chair was invented in 1881, and after nine years of development and legislation, it was considered ready to use. However, the developers of electrical power did not want to see their new invention used to take lives. A lawyer filed an appeal claiming that the electric chair violated the Eighth Amendment, and for a while, it seemed like William was going to avoid being the country's first guinea pig. The, quote, war of currents began between George Westinghouse, whose alternating current was going to be used in the electric chair, and Thomas Edison, who used direct current in his equipment. George argued that using his invention for the purpose of death would further boast Edison's attempt to portray his alternating current as deadly. The Supreme Court failed to agree, and on October 9th, 1889, Williams' execution was placed back on the books. He was awoken at 5 a.m. on August 6th, 1890, dressed in a suit and tie, given breakfast, and had the top of his head shaved. At 6.38 a.m., he entered the execution room and, in front of 17 witnesses, sat down in the chair. He did not resist in any way as he was strapped down and had the metal restraint put on his bare head. The switch was flipped, and a 1,000 volts went coursing through his body for 17 seconds. When the power was turned off, it was discovered that William Kemmler was still breathing. They were surprised, as the 1,000 volts was enough to send a horse into cardiac arrest during their testing phase. He was shocked a second time at 2,000 volts. This time, the blood vessels under his skin began to rupture and bleed, and some claimed that the body itself caught on fire. The smell of burning flesh left the witnesses nauseated, and many tried to leave the room. William Kemler was, this time, officially pronounced dead. When an autopsy was done, the coroner found that the top of William's brain actually hardened during the execution. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 7th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee.